Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Wastes podcast, the TJW podcast for January 6th, 2023. And Happy New Year, all. We made it to 2023, and we're starting things off great this year, Star Wars-wise, with The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch has come back in a second season, which is nice to see. Um, I know everybody's heard my previous podcast and my, and my thoughts about Andor, Um but I will just say that uh, seeing Bad Batch again for the first time in quite some time uh, felt like a great uh, fresh breath of air. It was really fun seeing uh, the, the, the Bad Batch in action again. Um, I'm not going to go through an entire breakdown of episode one and two. I thought episode the, the first part uh, of that, that first episode um, that showed um, was just getting us reunited again with, with the Bad Batch and giving us a fun adventure to go on. A um, lot of great action. I forget how amazing the animation is uh, that Dave Filoni and his crew put on whenever they're making these uh, animated shows. So uh, great to see everyone there again. Um, fun to see all the uh, you know the the interactions and play between Omega and the uh, and and the crew there, especially with 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 Wrecker and Tech and and Hunter and and, and Echo and all the and, and and they're all together. I love seeing also how they're back on their uh, on their Imperial shuttle, you know, flying around the galaxy trying to trying to uh, do these uh, small jobs so to speak, so they can get some money in their pocket. But uh, yeah, it was a fun episode that that first episode. Um, called uh, Spoils of War. Uh, the second episode, Ruins of War, I thought that was a much more interesting uh, look at it. The most interesting aspect about it, and like I said, I'm not going to go through the entire uh, episode because I, I want to wait till I can have somebody to chat with about that, but uh, the one character that, that came up that just had uh, both me and my, uh, my son thinking to himself, uh, who is this person, is when we meet Romar. Uh, he's that individual who is uh, on, uh, you know, Sereno, and he is, uh, you know, living almost, almost like Ben Kenobi did. <laughs> I felt uh, when you see him in Episode Four, uh, you know, just a, a a hermit of sorts in his own little enclave, with his uh, with his stuff all around. I won't call it junk, but uh, you know, it's it's his stuff. It's all around. Uh, but the thing about Romar is, I don't know if anybody has, 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 was thinking this as well too. I'm sure you guys had to have thought about this because I just can't imagine that I'm, <laughs> me and myself were the only ones who, uh, started scratching our heads here. But, uh, when you look at Romar and Romar throughout this episode here, you know, he talks about, uh, Sereno. He talks about, uh, their culture a little bit. He tries to educate, uh, tech a little bit more about uh you know the uh the world of sereno and uh he's trying to impress upon him and echo the idea that uh you know we're not separatists we're serenians so and it's nice to see that when at the end when he gave uh, omega that kaleidoscope it's the first time i think she's ever had any sort of like real toy and you forget the fact at times that you know omega is just a kid you know yeah she's doing all these missions with the bad batch but at the same time you know it's almost bringing me back to when we see when we hear about like ray as a child like you know she didn't have too much of a childhood uh, especially if you read shadow of the sith and you find out how she got from there into uh, on, on, onto Jakku, you know, you realize that she didn't have too much of a childhood uh, with, with playthings and toys and going to school and, and all of that. Um, almost Omega is a little bit like that. Yeah, she had the stuff going on at, at uh, you know, with, with, with uh, you know, the cloners and so forth, but 
Um, she really doesn't... I've never seen her with, with really anything to play with. This is the first time I think I've seen her with a uh, something really nice. And she keeps... And he gives her that kaleidoscope at the end of the episode. But uh, Romar... As I as he's talking about like you know the what what the empire has done, um, just looking at at him, <laughs> does anybody see a little bit or uh, a sort of a similarity of Romar to Count Dooku? I am wondering. I am wondering if Romar is somehow related uh, to Dooku. Is he a brother? Is he a cousin? Uh, does he have any sort of, you know, what is the relation that he has to Dooku? I mean, they bring up Dooku, that he's good, that they're going, and, they, and it's nice to see how they went back to that, uh, to, 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 to his, uh, you know, whatever you want to call where, where, where he lived, uh, there on, on Sereno. But, uh, you know, that, I think we did see that, uh, in some Clone Wars episodes, you know, his enclave, so to speak. So, um, I'm wondering, who is Romar in relation to Dooku? My first thought is is that maybe it's a brother. Maybe it's a brother, and uh, this was the good brother, and Dooku turned out to be the bad brother, and it would be very interesting. Also, I before I forget this thought here, um, any thoughts <laughs> on anybody's part that you know Romar might be uh, you know force sensitive, or perhaps does he all, does he have you know uh, Jedi abilities? That would be fun to see. Uh, if if that is the case, but like I said, we're only on episode two right now, but we're gonna have to to, to see how this. Uh, it's another. It, this this is actually a nice long season that they have set up here for the uh, for for the Bad Batch. Um, season two goes, I think, goes straight into. It's like sixteen episodes, I believe, and it goes right into uh, into March at the until the end of March before we start. Uh, I think getting uh, the Mandalorian. Um, so, like I said, uh, maybe we'll do a longer discussion about uh, these two episodes, or maybe the third episode. Uh, maybe we'll get Dan here on the podcast here, and we'll chat a little bit about it. But uh, those are just some of my initial thoughts. The, th- the 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 show looks great. Like I said, animation looks fantastic. I think they are. They you know they they started us off good with getting us back into the fun adventure that we like to see in Star Wars, and then it built on that with um, some some of the depthness of of this character Romar and seeing where his character is going to 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 go um, i don't think this is the last we're going to see of romar and i do believe that he has some sort of connection to count dooku and i am thinking that's possibly that he does have um, some force abilities those are just my early thoughts here of course how can you really tell anything after two episodes but anywho that, those are my thoughts here uh on the bad batch um, other things I wanted to chat about here as well too. You know, I I, I really am enjoying like you know f- um, chatting a little bit about swag during these coffee lunch breaks that I have here on the TJW podcast. So I wanted to, to uh, fill you in. I think I told everybody a lot. Of my, my my Hanukkah swag that I got this year was really nice, <laughs> and I got some some you know I got 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 uh, that fantastic lightsabers, the, uh, that Ray uh, Ray Skywalker lightsaber black series, which was a lot of fun to get. Um, I also was able to pick up from uh, Barnes & Noble those uh, great leather-bound uh, collected editions of Tales of Kenobi uh, that contains Kenobi by, or I should say, it contains The Approaching Storm by Alan Dean Foster and Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. And I also got the Bounty Hunter Wars collected edition uh, by K.W. Jeter. So I am really looking forward to breaking those open. I still have them in my in, in the plastic right now just because I have uh, I have some book plates that I got from the authors that I want to be able to put in. And I have a whole bunch of other ones that I'm, that I'm going to uh, put in as well too. Maybe I'll talk about that in the next podcast of who I uh, got bookmarks, uh, book plates from 
uh, over the last month or so. But one item I did I did get as well too. This just came in yesterday. Uh, I, I saw this. I had pre-ordered this a little bit time ago, but I almost forgot that I had ordered it. But it came through yesterday. Uh, this Ben Kenobi Pop Funko. I sort of I don't go too much into the Funko Pop. Uh, uh, figures just because they can get all out of control and and I, I, I would just be buying them all but uh, every now and then I see one that I really would like to to, to pick up um, and if they have a connection to expanding universe stories that's even better this one here it's called this it's called the Funk Popo Star Wars Retro Series Ben Kenobi it is a Target exclusive $11.99 at the store or you can have it shipped uh, this one is great because it shows a Funko Pop version of Ben Kenobi as he appeared in that classic Marvel edition, um, the tw uh, on uh, in, in the classic Marvel edition issue number 24. Uh, has that uh, nice splash cover with uh, Ben Kenobi on the front, and he's wearing it, it appears to be like a, a purple cape, and he has a red lightsaber or a pink purple lightsaber, and it says Ben Kenobi fights alone. It tells of an all new untold tale of Ben Kenobi that was told at the time back in like 1978 or 79. So, um, so that this Funko Pop ca uh, character that I got here of it, uh, it's great. It shows uh, Ben. As, as well as he could look a, in, in Funko Pop style uh, with that uh, purplish uh, robe, those comic, -y, uh, comic book colors of purplish uh, you know, coming through, and his lightsaber is that purplish pinkish color as well too. And on the back of the box, which is really nice as well too, they show the, uh, the cover of issue number 24 from that original Marvel uh, comic. So that's, that's lots of fun. Um, another one that I was also thinking about picking up here and the reason I say I'm gonna, I was thinking about picking this one up here as well, is because this also has a little bit of a, uh, well, not a little bit. It certainly has a that great, you know, comic booky feel to it. They're they're doing all these retro uh, Star Wars pop Funko figures, and they're adding some really nice uh, added, uh, you know, classic comic book features to it. Which is probably why I'm going to get this one as well, too, from Walmart. This is a Walmart exclusive. Uh, it's uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett, and it's a Walmart exclusive, as I said. But it goes back to that issue number 68 with Boba Fett on the front cover. And, it, and he's in front of this yellow background. You see Leia on the bottom. Uh, and this is really a nice one, too, because it's a little bit larger uh, scale than the other ones. There's a protective case that comes with it, which uh, measures about 7 inches wide by 10 to 11 inches high and uh, about three and a half, three and three quarter inches uh, deep. But uh, in it, you get the, uh, the Pop Funko figure of Boba Fett as he looks there on the cover of that uh, classic Marvel comic, Star Wars comic. Uh, and it comes in a protective case as well, too, which is really, really nice. So um, perhaps this is, I'm wondering if they, this even could be like, you know, displayed on a wall. If you don't have, if you don't have room on your shelf, because I'm running out of room on my shelves, that uh, you can, uh, you know, hang it on the wall somewhere. But uh, also another nice one that I'm considering uh, getting as well, too. So uh, if I get that, I will definitely uh, let you know uh, my thoughts about that as well. Um, those were just a couple of the f of the fun, you know, uh, figurey stuff that uh, that was coming out, uh, or I should say the Pop Funko stuff. A couple other things that I saw going up for pre-order, and I, I sort of missed out on this, but I'm, I'm now definitely considering it. Uh, there's a whole slew of Target exclusive Boba Fett vintage collection uh, figures. Um, 
one of the figures here, okay, is Boba Fett vintage comic art, and this is really cool. It shows Boba Fett as he appeared on issue number 42 of those classic Marvel Star Wars comics, uh, that where it says like you know it shows him along with 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 Dengar and Bosk and the other uh, bounty hunters there, where it says and now the bounty hunters in like you know a big big you know big comic lettering on the uh, on the on the card back here. But he comes in his in in the deco that you see on the comic cover. You know these dark greens and reds and a very grayish looking uh, jumpsuit in the back, along with his blaster. But uh, in addition to that, there is also the uh, another Target exclusive, the classic vintage collection um, articulated figure of Boba Fett in those classic uh, in that classic blue color that you know, the blue uh, jumpsuit with the blue helmet yellow knee pads, uh, the green, uh, the green uh, Beskar armor on his chest. Uh, this is supposed to, I think, give like a throwback look to how the original uh, vintage figure of Boba Fett looked when it came out in the uh, early 80s. So that's also another Target exclusive. Uh, the pre-order is sold out on that as well too, and I missed out on that. And the other one that I also missed out at was this one called uh, the, uh, the Comic Art Edition, which is pretty cool. Uh, this, this, I mean, this comes with a nice car back that says Boba Fett, Death, Lies, and Treachery, and the comic art edition of Boba Fett in a more of a, uh, I don't know what, what kind of color I could call this, but, uh, it's definitely has a, uh, a more, uh, you know, the deco's a little bit, there's greens and there's light blues, and, uh, the side of his helmet has a little bit more wear and tear on it, it looks like, but, uh, all three of these figures, which are, uh, pre-orders here on, uh, Target, uh, I'm gonna try to, to to pick these ones up. I mean, you can't really not go. You, you you can't go wrong when you go with Boba Fett, you know. And especially when they have these connections to uh, classic EU classic comics uh, from Marvel, that is uh, that's a lot of fun as well too. So I'm gonna be thinking about picking those up as soon as I can figure out when the pre-order goes up for them, when they come back again. I'm sure they're gonna be coming out sometime in uh, in the spring, but uh, I'm gonna keep my eyes out. Um, I keep my eyes open here on the uh, the Target uh, webpage for the pre-order to come up again. And that's pretty much it for today here on the Traveling the Jungle and Ways podcast. Uh, if you want to send us a message, be sure to context, contact us on the Traveling the Jungle and Ways podcast Facebook page. Uh, you can send me a message there. Uh, if you have any thoughts about Bad Batch this season, you know, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? Let me know. Uh, if you happen to pick up any of the, uh, the swag that I just mentioned, or if you got any nice new swag you got over the holidays or just picked up for yourself, uh, let me know that as well, too. I'd love to hear what our uh, listeners are getting uh, out there as well, too. Um, oh, one other thing I was going to mention as well, too. You know, I have the, uh, the, the, the nice, uh, you know, vinyl albums of, uh, of the Rise, the, I should say, of The Force Awakens, the soundtrack on, on, on vinyl, as well as The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm looking for the, uh, the Last Jedi uh, you know, LP vinyl albums that I can add to my collection as well, too. Um, I was listening to it actually in my car on my CD, and uh, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I have to say, regardless of how you feel about uh, The Last Jedi and where it went story-wise, uh, the soundtrack is absolutely beautiful. Oh my gosh, I, I was re-listening to it. Uh, it's one that I, have, I haven't put in the... Uh, put in the in the player in, in quite some time but i re-listened to it and man is it is it is so nice 
which is probably why I'm going to want it also on vinyl as well, too. I have this, like, almost like this ritualistic way of going about listening to my music. Sometimes I like to listen to it on uh, the, on, on my CD or through MP3, and sometimes I enjoy putting it on my, uh, my record player as well, too. So uh, I'm looking out for that. If I pick that up and I get it on here, I'll let you know what I think about it on, uh, on vinyl. But uh, that's all for now here, and I hope everybody is having a wonderful day. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one, all. See you soon.